Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Make room for huge plays with the HyperX Alloy Origin 65 mechanical gaming keyboard and the Pulsefire Haste wireless mouse. The Alloy Origin 65 has a functionally compact form factor, keeping the arrow keys while ditching the numpad and the F keys. The Pulsefire Haste is the lightest wireless mouse from HyperX, featuring a robust connection and the precision you need to click heads. The Alloy Origin 65 and Pulsefire Haste Wireless, a terrific twosome to keep your setup clean and clutter-free. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Chat of the Wild is part of the HyperX Podcast Network. To find out more information and other great shows, go to podcast.hyperx.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Chat of the Wild. Gaiden! There we go. Someone's got to take it. In this season, we are playing through Okami. In our last episode, we came into a new area. It was cursed. So what do we do? We got to clean it up. Um, Did either of you go into that spooky house by the little save station that we ended at? Oh, I absolutely went into the spooky house because I thought that's where we needed to go. Yeah, it makes it so like when you get in there, Isun even makes a point to be like, oh, what is this house? And it's like, oh, it's actually... It's just to hint for hints. You can just pay for hints there. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't go in the first time. Last last uh, last episode, I was just like, oh, good. I'm done. Uh, I can go play Elden Ring. Yeah. Speaking of Elden Ring, this is way less creepy than the finger readers. Um, I'm really glad that the fortune teller didn't ask to read my fingers. So. Oh, you don't like the crone? Oh, I, they're, they're my best friends. You just let, uh, they just want to read your, your fingerprints, that's all. Yeah, this yeah. prophecy was also much more intelligible than uh, whatever <laughs> they're talking about. <laughs> In this area, I don't know, did you guys have some trouble figuring out where you needed to go? Because the vast majority of the space is covered with a curse. Yeah, I mean, I stumbled into it. It didn't take too long, but I was just like, where? What? Oh. It took me a minute to find that little sliver of land against a wall that you can walk up. Yeah. So this is just a, a future tip for any cursed lands. Bring up your map. Uh, if you hold the left trigger down, it brings up a map on your screen. Mm. And it basically gives you a line directly to the tree that you need to go to. <laughs> um, it It is kind of annoying because, yeah, when you get there and you're looking around, and you're, it just looks like there's nowhere to go, right? Mm-hmm. It looks like everything is just covered by curse. 
uh, and you can't push your way through it or anything like that. Plus, I hadn't so, played yeah. this in a, in a little bit, so I was like, "Wait, where, where, where am I in relation to where I came into this area?" All right, let's get my bearings straight. Okay, now that I know where everything is, why didn't I find what I was supposed to do? Well, the problem I ended up having was that I did go to the fortune teller, and the fortune mm-hmm. teller basically says, "Oh, hey, there's this cave hidden behind a cracked rock." And right outside of the fortune teller is a cracked rock that's oh shining. God. And uh, I don't know what you're supposed to do with that rock, but that's not the rock I was looking for. So mm-hmm. I spent a while trying to cut it, blow it up, put the bomb in different places, headbutt it. This yeah. this game we- does uh, <laughs> nail that that thing that certain Zelda games get where you just start to resent the the things that you know you're going to have to bomb later because you 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 haven't figured the you know you haven't gotten that far yet or you start seeing obstacles later on and you're like yeah yeah I wish I could have the hook shot that'll let me get up there mm. I would cuz I was just about to bring it up like this little cave where the fortune teller is is so bad in that way because there are burning chests that mm-hmm. we can't do anything with mm-hmm. yet. There is a, a a big hardened rock that we can't do anything nope. with yet. There's a swirl in the water that we can't do that anything looks fun. with yet. But they're all just like obvious. <laughs> you see them and you're just like, these are obviously things I, I will be entering, interacting with, mm-hmm. but I can't do a single thing with it. Right. It, it's been happening for hours in this game. Yeah. Uh, so we run up to the tree, we bloom it, we get our favorite little cutscene where waves of color and flowers and water it's cleanse so the land. Um, I love the song that goes with this, too. It's I'm great. just going to cut this in real quick. It's a good song. And uh, after we do this, we get our first alternate weapon, the Devout Beads. These things uh, wreck. Well, yeah, I much so prefer this. this is where it starts to get a lot more interesting because uh, this is not just a, a weapon that you can change to. Mm-hmm. This is a weapon. This now opens up where you can choose if you want an alternate or was it a, a main and a sub weapon. Yeah. And if so, with this in particular, if you do it as a main weapon, it basically turns into almost like a an electrified whip that you can hit the enemies with, and you can keep smashing the button and do extra little damage. It's, it's pretty while great. It's touching them. Uh, if you keep it as a sub weapon, it turns into a gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can press the the top button, the X button, I believe, on the on the switch, uh, and it will basically just fire shots directly at enemies. Yeah, it's not. I don't like. I don't think it's very good because you only get like three or four shots at a time, and it doesn't make it clear of like you got to Okay, you're reloaded now, right? It's it's what I've settled into though because 
I don't use the our, our reflectors as sub weapons will act as a shield, and I don't um tend to use it very much. So I I've gone back to the reflector with the the bead gun combo. Um, see, I'm doing the whip with the reflector, as, but barely using the reflector. Mm, yeah, see, I love I love the whip; it's really great, but. Uh, it uh, the reflector is a bad sub weapon. So after we leave here, uh, we get a little cutscene when we walk out. We meet a mysterious Frenchman. I love this dude. He's uh, he's, he's up here. He's playing his flute. He's he's, he's talking. This is in, so awesome. In, again, he talks poetically. Um, he also occasionally will throw in. A, f- a French thing where he's like, mm-hmm. or a baby or a ma chérie or <laughs> yes. Yes. Or a reference uh, to a, another Capcom game. This is God's gift to man. Waka. <laughs> and uh, we do see his, we see his little scroll frame that, that pops up when we get introduced to him and you can just tell like he is supposed to be beautiful in the way that they, they show him off. He has just this like lovely pink, like, um, I don't know, not, not kimono. Um, uh, whatever robe. Uh, he has this, he has this pink robe on and just is, is very elegant. Also, he's a a towel master points. Uh, he points out that he can see our red spirals on us. He can actually, he can see the magic of the gods in us, which nobody else has been able to so far. Mm Mm-hmm. Which they've been very, very sure to let us know. Yeah. Uh, he challenges us because he, he mentions about how all this bad stuff is happening. And then this creature shows up with powers. And it's clear at this moment that the this creature is involved with all this. So we have a, we have a fight with him. Um, and oh, uh, yeah, either dude. you had trouble with this at all. He turns on his flute laser sword. Yeah, the flute yeah. sword transformation was cool. I like him in that we have Susano, who's this really goofy character who sucks. And got, a, now got a tree branch for a sword. We get this really goofy character who is actually like uh, awesome, like uh-huh. can actually fight. Uh, <laughs> the battle the wasn't of a sword? Too, too hard. I actually did use the shield, unlike some people on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We all fight it differently. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So far, uh, the the battles have still just been the they've just been boring for me. I feel like they're too simple. Uh, and this one, I just didn't really have any problems. It's it's dodging, hitting him where you can. If he turns, if he loses his color, slash him. That's really been the thing for every creature we fought so far. See, maybe um, maybe they, that's they why have the, the same telltale. Oh, sorry. Maybe uh, it's too easy, and that's why they they made a camera that's garbage. But uh, yeah, they had to balance it that way. So yeah, that is. Uh, I am loving every second of this game um, and having a blast. But I hate the camera very mm-hmm. much, and mm-hmm. it is. It's it's. The most the point where uh, the biggest point of contention for me is when the camera is in a battle, and that's the thing I dislike the most is just not being able to see where the drum guy is digging to, or yeah, 
just, just targeting. Just let us target. Just let us yeah, lock that on. That would be nice. That's a lock on would be nice. Really. So I want to like the combat, but uh, yeah, it's just sometimes I'm like, I don't really feel like doing, I don't really feel like getting into a fight because it could either be yeah. fun or it could be the most frustrating thing in the world. I, I have some more to say about the combat system in general, but we can talk about it a little bit later because we're going to get sure. some new stuff in a minute that's going to bring up my point of contention. <laughs> this is a contentious so, episode. We fight Waka, and afterwards, Waka does admit that he knows exactly who we are. He refers to us by name. Mm-hmm. Uh, talks about how it's been a while, so we don't know how old Waka is. I would think more than a hundred years old since it's been like a hundred years old since a hundred years since we've had to have any kind of intervention most likely uh, with, with this God. So wandering um, prophet God. Sure. Um, He, he explains to us that he was the one responsible for guarding the moon cave Mm -hmm. and, you know, keeping anyone from messing with the, the seal that was keeping Orochi sealed away uh something happened that pulled him away and, he went to the city that, that they they were waiting they they waited until he was gone yeah and, he, went right. to uh, Miz. Uh, he never been on broadway before <laughs> yeah you it know was a lifetime opportunity i mean and while you're there honest you, you might as well see the lion king i mean you're in town Let's be honest. It was a booty call, right? Like let's, <laughs> the way the the guy's the guy's swords. He named his sword Pillow Talk. Like yes. this is we we know what this guy's about. That, that's right. Uh, uh, he Waka, he you, also you dog. He also has visions. So every time we see him, he's, he's going to give us a hint of something that's going to come. Isun does make a great remark where. He's like, if you can see these things, why did you leave the moon cave? And he's just like, shut up. Shut up, bug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, he's, he's more of a, it's more of a, he stands there in silence for a minute. And I'm sorry, I was thinking about, what'd you say? Um, I do love that the whole time Waka is explaining all this stuff, Amy just takes a nap. Yeah. Yeah. And he just doesn't even care. <laughs> hmm. Because, as I've said, he's not talking to the dog. He's talking to us, the god. Right. So, that's... <laughs> d- I, does... I, I've never thought about that before until we started playing this now. So, I'm going to keep... that. That is what I'm going to align <laughs> myself with. I'm going to make myself a person that anytime someone brings up Okami, I'm going to be like, well, I have my own theories about Okami. <laughs> <laughs> it's our own canon, yeah. Waka's prophecy is he foresees a log and big thrills. Ooh. No, Ooh. no, no. That's that way he's talking about the city going to the city again. Mm. <laughs> uh we can walk around this area now, and there are these um buds, let's call them, like like flower buds. Yeah. And the game I don't recall it. At any point, telling you what to do with these. Maybe there's a scroll at some point that you get that yeah. explains it. But uh, I don't know. Did you guys figure out that you can interact with these things? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like immediately. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because if you headbutt them, he soon stops you and says something like, you're not strong enough to do that. But what you have to do is you just got to do the circle bloom. Mm-hmm. You just circle it. Blooms. You get the prize inside. 
It's the Gajabon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. W- when in doubt, draw a circle on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then draw three around. of them just to make sure that, that when it didn't work, that it wasn't because you drew a circle poorly and the game didn't catch on. So when in doubt, draw like four or five circles on something. Are you still doing motion control? No, 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 I am not. It doesn't. It, Good. It's, yeah, no, no, that 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 went out the door real fast uh, during during this this session of, of Okami playing. Um. So. We wander around this area some more. We can come across a, a little boy, uh, Kakari, Ko- Kokiri, Brian. What, how would you pronounce that? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Kokir, Kakari, Ko- Ko- Kokiri. Yeah, yeah. Kokiri. That's it. Kokiri. Um, yeah. He is. He's fishing because he lost a key, and this is a key to a shrine that he accidentally left his dog behind. In he, he, there's this dog Ume. Terrible. Who he found in the forest and brought back to health, and it's like it's a boy and his dog. It's a beautiful story. Beautiful then, story, you know. Little... Boy, boy meets dog. Boy locks dog in dangerous dungeon. Boy drops key into deepest water pit in Nippon. They they go out of their way <laughs> describing how deep and murky this pond is, and it's like we don't. I don't have to give any kind of trigger warning in terms of us going in the water. We're not doing that in this game. No, no, no. Uh, Amy <laughs> hates the water. Uh, we get multiple jokes about how Amy does not like getting wet. Uh, but they love being like, you know, there is a there is a creature deep below this water that swallowed the moon. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. Damn, son. It's just this little pond. If you talk to Ume some more, uh, or if you talk to uh, Kokiri some more, uh, he starts talking about like getting this key back. He's trying to fit. He's trying to fish for it, but all he has is a stick. He doesn't have a line, so right. he can't even really catch these fish at all. Well, I mean, he, he a man can dream. Yeah, but he's just he's just been crying the whole time because he just feels bad about how he's really ruined this whole situation and. His dad's only solution is like, my my son's gonna die. Like that's basically his reaction. It's just, <laughs> he's just he won't be able to survive in the deep forest because this is supposed to be like the deep the deep forest. This is like yeah. right. Well, this, his, this is the wilderness, dude. Are yeah, him and his dad are wild men, right? Like they, they live in the forest. Um, they they for, they hunt and forage. All of that stuff, and his dad is basically doing the whole, uh, you know, tossing you in the pond to get you to learn to swim, right? Where he's just sort of like, you got to go and take care of this stuff yourself, kid. I'm sorry. Like, I, I let you, uh, I, I taught you how to build bridges, and <laughs> that's where my parenting ends. He even blames uh, the dog. He's he's like, ever since my son got that dog and nursed it back to health, he's just become a big old softy. <laughs> Like, oh, how is that the dog's fault? That's kind of mean. Ever since my son learned to appreciate the beauty of life, he's become a total wimp. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's over. It's all over now. Uh, but yeah, if we talk to Kokiri and uh, help him out, we get a mini talk game to him. We, where we, we, we will slam into him and call him a crybaby. Oh, that's right. Yes. We're like, I always forget. Yeah, that is that is the interact. That is one of the types of interactions that we have with this is you either walk up and let someone talk to you because you're a dog. You can't actually start the conversation. Uh, mm-hmm. But 
you could also headbutt the person or bite them. <laughs> if they're sad. I guess you could or... also bring them something, too. You could yeah. also present them an item. Sometimes if they're drunk, you know, sometimes you have to do that, too. So so this fishing minigame. Uh, <laughs> it's all about is... attitude, this fishing minigame. Yeah, That's they it. make it clear we're just it's all about style and attitude and confidence. You can get uh, anything you, you want. You don't actually need a fishing line. It's got the yeah. <laughs> and we have to draw a line from the fish. You'll see the silhouette of the fish in the water to the pole or to the pole to the, you know, to from the pole to the fish. I kept yes. getting this backwards so many times where I'm oh, like, God. I don't know which what I'm doing. I'm just drawing squiggles on the screen right now. Um, it has an auto aim at least a, a little yes. bit. So I was fighting against it because I didn't realize it had that. And uh, it's really tough if you're just drawing, like, not exact lines. Like, I was just drawing a straight line, and it was, had no idea what I was doing. This will happen mm-hmm. later, too, with, with with big thrills. As we get more abilities, the the things that you can do change color. So... Things that you would do with water are blue. Things that you would do with uh, grass or plants is green, mm-hmm. and then there and then there's just like the general black is just like your run of the mill paintbrush techniques. Yeah. Uh, so this is a standard fishing mini game. Once you catch the fish, you move in the opposite direction the fish is going. Make sure you don't do it too tight, otherwise your line breaks. Even though it's a a god. Uh, you know, paint line or whatever it is. You, like some some fish could break that apparently. Um, when you Don't get close enough, you press a button. Fish jumps in the air. You slash it, mm-hmm. and then you get it. It's like your net, uh, basically. Yeah. Do this three times. On the third time, it's the big boy. Uh, when you get them, <laughs> we get a cutscene. The where biggest this big salmon. The the giant salmon appears that you ever did they're see. They're just like. Uh, they're like, wow, I caught this big thing. Oh, we're going to be eating good for a while. And then it just coughs up a key. Although it, this thing, I mean. Although the dog takes the fish. The dog <laughs> takes the fish? I can't the fish goes into our pocket. I sold it later for oh, a cool right. 7K. Yeah, we get to, yes, we don't, <laughs> we did not necessarily see like a thing, uh, like an actual action of that. But yeah, anytime you catch a fish, you can then sell those fish yeah. for money. Uh, and in the next area, scene. one of the guys was like, dude, the supply chain is totally muffed up right now. I'm pretty sure a fish would go for uh, you know a high price right now or something. And I was like, I- I'll check my pockets. Sure enough, giant salmon still there. Mm-hmm. So sell that stuff because we're going to be getting more and more things that you're going to want to buy. Treasures too, right? Yeah. Always sell your treasures. Right. Always sell your fish. Uh, don't ever sell your, your tools, I think is what they just call it, which is a confusing thing. And bad we'll craft get to that in like the next tools. episode. Uh, the ruins key that we get is like this weird crystal teardrop looking thing. It is, it does not look like a key with like, you know, a handle and teeth on it that your, your typical key would be. You say crystal teardrop. Does this, does this go it's in our flask? <laughs> basically an orb oh it is orb yeah sure it's an orb with a with a hat let's mm-hmm. say uh <laughs> so um is like real excited that he gets it and he's just like oh i can go and save him and then okami or then amy is just like 
No, I'm no, taking this I got kid. this. Uh, and we get this. It's it's. If you were quick, you never would have even seen this. But Kokri will try to seal it back from you. He gets real angry. Yeah, he'll run up to you and he'll hit you and try to take the key. If you just like get going immediately, you may have never seen that. Yeah, yeah no, he'll, he'll take it me. back. And and that made me think he was going to chase me all the way to the. No, to the he temple. still can't get across. So I like that pond. sprinted there. <laughs> I, I don't think he goes across the water. Nope, nope. He's still just he just sits there angry. And and I went uh, the wrong way because I didn't know what I was necessarily supposed to be doing because I saw the kid when I got down there and just made a beeline for it. So I hadn't explored much of this area now that it's nice out. Um, so I had no idea what I was doing. So I ran around with this thing in my mouth. Eventually lost it and while exploring more and when I was ready to do it, had to go back and steal it from the kid again. Got it. Got it. Yeah. If uh, we go that way with the key to the shrine, we do come across Susano. Um, and as always, as his name would, would entail, he's always looking very sus. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's hanging out where like he, he it's, I love the fact that if you are far away from him, he's just lounging. Yeah. But as you get closer, he'll change his animation to try to be like, I think he's like doing push-ups or something where he's <laughs> just sort of like, no, I'm, I'm practicing this stuff here. I'm working on my next technique. Leave doggy. Go. That, good things never happen when you're around. Um, it is fun. Like, I'll, j- just some foreshadowing. Uh, I love the next time we see him, like when he appears. But uh, mm. uh, we also have Kiba. The another merchant appears. Yeah. He will buy the monster teeth, like I had uh, told before. Did any of you have enough to buy anything there? So this is my point of contention about the battle system and a couple things in this game. Uh, which disclaimer: really loving this game so far. But the caveat is there are systems that like I don't understand. And I'm probably was, probably going to have to look uh, them up. And there's an in-game guide that explains some of these systems, but it doesn't necessarily do them do it well. So, like, would uh, would Godhood be one of those? Yeah. So Godhood, I kept picking up these talismans that said, you know, this is like this will increase your Godhood level by one. Oh, and sweet! Now I'll level and, like, up. I, I used guess two of them, thinking it would like level me up or something. Yeah. And now I think I understand kind of surface level how Godhood works. But you get a bunch of those talismans before you even get the explanation mm-hmm. of what Godhood is. And then and you, you trade get... it to someone. And so you're thinking, oh, it does say it's a traveler charm. I guess maybe I w- these will be used to to give to people to receive praise. So maybe that's how my Godhood goes up by level one. And like I, I sort of looked into that. Uh, last episode when I was playing to be like, what is this? I just don't understand. And the the things I I read, I didn't understand that either. And I could explain it. Very this episode, easily. this episode, I got uh the the brief on it, and I was like, oh, that makes sense. Okay, yeah, it's but go so, ahead. It, so, so, it's needlessly obtuse uh, because what Godhood is is a shield. Yeah, that's all it is, is you can have a max three hits on a shield 
that is signified by the bottom left corner, it will turn green, yellow, red, and then a skull. If it's a skull, you're out of godhood. You're taking damage so at that point. You are taking damage now. That's all it is. Yeah. So, like, they make a big point of, like, you have your health, which are the little suns in the top, uh, and but on top of all of that, you have a shield that is is nowhere on Okami, like you, or nowhere on Ami. You never see anything signify that, other than when you take a hit, you'll see a shield break. But see, you don't see the colors on them anywhere. And we, and we were told that, and I knew about this shield. I had, I didn't know how it. Godhood was what they called. I didn't know that was a factor in it. I just knew that well, we get hit a few times, our shield goes away. And I start taking, you know, damage points on my end of fight thing. You know, that tree starts shrinking. So, yeah, I didn't, uh, but I didn't realize that they were t- like one in the same. Uh, so yeah, with Kiba, we can buy uh, items with the teeth. The most expensive one that's fifty lets you bring in items from further away, which I immediately wanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, now this is another thing that I don't tell you is you can buy that, but then you have to go into your equipment screen and you have to equip it, and you can have up to three of these sort of talismans equipped. Okay, and again, it's hard to it's 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 not a good word to call them even like talismans because the like things that increase your godhoods are like talismans too. Yeah. Like there are, there are single use ones and then there are like permanent ones that eventually you'll have to pick three out of a batch to be like, I want to equip these three. Some will be used for battle. Some will be used for exploration. Um, okay. But the game, again, you'll you'll find a scr- you might find a scroll later in on in a treasure that chest. Tells you how to use a thing somewhere. Yes. Yeah, it's bad. And so the other thing I don't understand is the f- the system by which you actually get the fangs, like the whole like flowery finishers. Like I read the scroll about it. Yeah. And as far as I can tell, like, time will slow down, I'll cut dudes in half, a bunch of flowers show up, and I don't get a fang. Yep. Yeah, so it's not 100% of the time, and also, some enemies have different ways of obtaining them. So your typical um, humanoid-looking guy... Uh, the ones that like play the loot and the ones that are just like your standard, like the, the first level guys that we found that have like a flute, I believe is what they have. Um, the flute guys and the loot guys. Uh, what you got to do is you hit them and as the second that their health bar is gone, you have to slash them to get the tooth. Um, but- if you hit them at all after that. If they're if their health is gone and they are doing their like slow motion fall animation, if you hit them at all, which is very easy to do with the whip, uh, uh. you have voided your your ability to gain a tooth from them. It's mm. it's needlessly complicated. Uh, there is a move that you'll be able to get that you can bark, and they'll drop a tooth. So there yeah. there are going to be ways to tooth farm later on. There's a uh, there's the. The fourth, I went back to the guy who teaches us moves, the beautiful Joe guy, and his fourth mm-hmm. move is a hundred grand, and it will let you harvest demon fangs. So that's what I'm saving my money up for. Yeah, I, I think it's a good idea because you're you're going to want those talismans. 
like I said, the one the the one that does the vacuum for me that brings in yeah. items from further away is great because you're there's you're constantly if you're like me and you see a bunch of pots and trees somewhere, I just immediately go into paintbrush mode and I slash it, make them explode with money and fruit and everything, mm-hmm. and it just gets sucked up into me. And it's like yeah. that is super fashion fast and efficient to to get money out of that. Yeah. So, um, let's go ahead. We uh, got the key. We'll take it to the shrine. That opens up the uh, Suta ruins. And this is where we're going to take a break. And when we get back, we're going to see what's in these ruins. Make room for huge plays with the HyperX Alloy Origin 65 Mechanical Gaming Keyboard and the Pulse Fire Haste Wireless Mouse. The Alloy Origin 65 has a fully compact form factor keeping the arrow keys without the numpad and function keys. The Pulsefire Haste is the lightest wireless mouse from HyperX, featuring a robust connection, up to 100 hours of battery life, and is even water-resistant. The Alloy Origin 65 and Pulsefire Haste Wireless. Keep your setup clean and clutter-free with the Alloy Origin 65 mechanical keyboard and the Pulsefire Haste wireless mouse. Need some adventure in your life? What Mad Universe is a podcast where two guys delve into the history of sci-fi, fantasy, and horror, and the impact it's had on pop culture. Everything's the same politically, but we have ray guns. The the actual motive isn't to explore something that's, quote, yeah. scientifically possible. Or... But neither is Star Wars, and I know there's arguments about that, but I would definitely consider Star Wars science fiction. You haven't it's... read Dune! You have, no, I haven't. You can never be the Kwisatz Haderach. What Mad Universe on the HyperX Podcast Network. The award-winning Go Nintendo podcast is the best place to get the latest news on the world of Nintendo. We cover the biggest stories, share impressions of the latest games, and answer your burning questions. There's also some general pop culture talk, game music trivia, a heaping helping of silliness, and did I mention our robot companion? I'm the star of the show. Catch new episodes of the Go Nintendo podcast every Saturday on the HyperX Podcast Network. Okay, so we're back. We're in the Suta ruins. This is like, uh, you know, this is our first dungeon, let's say. But let's say the thing. The thing about this game is it it's not. There are so many things that it does that are like, oh, sure, this is a Zelda like, but it doesn't do it doesn't copy the Zelda formula. You know, we're constantly getting upgrades to things like without us having to actually like accomplish things you know we don't have to like beat a boss to get a thing necessarily sometimes Mm -hmm. we're just given a thing we don't have to find it in a specific spot sometimes you just talk to someone and then isun's like look up in the sky you can make bombs now yeah the Uh, the uh the action and the adventure segments are very uh you know cordoned off they they right they happen independently of each other yeah, this isn't an action adventure game. This is an action and, and adventure, adventure game. game. <laughs> yes. They don't actually blend very well. Yeah, we get inside of this cave and we do see this like big stone guy looking thing. It's <laughs> like a it's a like a Japanese I don't I should have looked up the name of these things. Uh it, it's it's called a, you know, a, a a thwomp. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a man carving kind of thing it looks like a person whatever but uh we get in here and it's surrounded by nasty purple swamp water and if you try to do anything in there it's just like no nah. so you can't make your lily pads you can't swim along there 
Eason was like, yeah, make a lily pad. We'll we'll go check it out. And it dissolves immediately in the swamp, purple swamp. And you would have expected some kind of cutscene to happen, or at least him to stop to be like, oh, whoa, your thing isn't working on here, but it doesn't. <laughs> I, he, just, I, he says, make a lily pad. <laughs> you do it. If you jumped in the air and froze time with the, the expectation to land on a lily pad, you're going to get hurt. <laughs> I mean, if you if you do that anytime you make a lily pad, I want to watch because that sounds cool. But uh, <laughs> yeah, like I, I drew like five of them before. I was like, Eason, I guess he's not going to say anything. Okay. All right. I'll keep going. <laughs> he's busy drawing. He just looked up and he's like, go make some lily pads, dog. Yeah. And then he just goes back to painting stuff. Uh, yeah. We wander around through here and you. Like I said, this isn't like a Zelda game. We're not going to find a map here. We are going to find a key. Ooh, find a map, but it's. Uh, oh, we do find a map. Yep. Yeah, but, thing, but you're 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 filling in your map automatically. Anyway. I mean, you, whenever yeah, you run into a room, that's Zelda. It, it fills in that map. Yeah. Uh, but like more definitively, like this one shows like these. This map looks the same as the map outside. Like if you hold down the button, it's the same sort of painted scroll looking kind of thing. And it fills in the rooms all the same, as opposed to like the Zelda games where you'd get in a room, it would be like, there was a, yes, there was a, a vaguely sh- room shaped area here that you were in. Mm. You need to find the actual detailed map to like tell yourself what you need here. Um, there's no compass. So there's no like, we don't know like how many items we're going to get in this necessarily. Mm. What's up, BC? So what is the, sorry, just an aside, what is the map item that we get do? It just gives you the fullness of the map. So, like, if you if you get lost, I don't know how you would get lost in here, because um, it is following Brian's favorite uh, layout of just keep going forward. Uh, Very Wind Waker, this game. Yeah, and no, the the map you just get in case because there are a couple little side rooms, and the map will just be like if you didn't explore everything. This is where they're going to be like, if you're lost here at the very end, you should have been able to make it here. But if you can't figure things out, there you go. Mm. Uh, you can you can basically fill in the map by yourself without getting that item. But it just gives you the item in case you missed something. Again, not it's it's different. It's It's almost just like when we get our random technique scrolls or something like that, where it's just sort of like, if you haven't figured this out, here's the exact thing that you're supposed to do. We come across a new enemy. Uh, this one, it looks like those flower buds, but they're like evil. Ah, they're like weird crawly guys. Um, and you can, what you got to do is you just got to damage them enough. And then they will, it, again, it just, they will not only just like freeze and lose their color. They will be like, draw a circle on me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You do yeah. that, it blooms. You hit the you hit the juicy center inside, and that's how you you damage them. And yeah, you, these guys aren't too bad, but camera makes it worse. Oh, yep, yep, yep. They'll, you just can't see them sometimes. They're just mm-hmm. flying around you or something like that. Like like, I, I'll, I, or they're like spinning around. Because because they'll shoot one of those orbs at you, and we've played this game with the with the evil trees where we slash them to right. to hit them back, and. Uh, yeah, I want to be able to see when those orbs are are released. But now I just sort of have it timed out because I fought enough of them. I can never see them. I just kind of know about this many seconds 
in. You know, it's a sixth sense at this point where I'm like, there should be one coming. I'll pause and look around. Uh, yeah, when we fight one of these, they do drop one of those crystal orbs that we've dealt with before that we have to push around. And you push it into a hole uh, surrounded by those like clay pot men that they're, I think, are like the inspiration of like the gyroids in Animal Crossing, something like that, I think. Um, mm. But, and I don't know about you guys, the second I saw any of them, I was smashing all of them. <laughs> a lot of, they had a lot of prizes inside. Yeah. Um, we get up there, we keep moving forward. One of the other things we come across are mushrooms. Ah, yes. And this, this was funny to me. Like you get there and Isun is like, Hey, look at this stuff over here. And at a glance, you're not going to think anything of it. It's like a log with these tiny little mushrooms on it. It just looks like anything else in the background. I thought I was going to get log power. You know, you get, (laughs) you get a shroomy log power. I thought we were going to have to bloom something like restore it to a tree or bloom it into a giant vine Mm -hmm. no but instead you have to move your camera around which is it it, that too is also super awkward there are times where you were in these like needlessly tight feeling areas Mm -hmm. but you're right in front of a tree where's the sky box yeah (laughs) Uh, when we have to like bloom a tree sometimes you have to be close enough to the tree for it to bloom properly but then also if you get too close Mm -hmm. you have to like move the camera up and the camera almost goes inside of annie and you're barely looking at the tree and you're like okay i can circle it there this one is a similar thing yeah you got to find you got to find a little crack that like opens up to the sky draw a circle in there then we get a cutscene where the mushrooms appear the mushroom animation i love they turn into these huge things that you can jump on because they become platforms yeah but they get hit with sunlight and they explode uh i love that eventually we get uh further on in this dungeon and we find ourselves way up high running on these like giant stone platforms and you can look down and you can see like the swampy area that we first came into yeah and i thought there was like a really good sense of scale in here especially like amy is not a big character amy like is is fairly small in all of this there's a lot of that um one-to-one space in these maps um so like yeah things are things are relative at least so when i get up to certain points i did this too at this point where i was like let me just make sure i know where i am in relation to where i came in where i need to be going and and yeah so uh we we do come across an area that like i don't know needlessly we got this like intense scene of like running from the falling platforms below us isun like sneezes yeah. and that causes because of the mushroom spores and he sneezes <laughs> enough to collapse a walkway yeah i'm guessing it's just to like block off us turning around yes Yes, it is. Right. That's like that's like all it is. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't actually like it's not good. It doesn't it doesn't feel like it was necessary at all oh, because also it's very nice. Why can't good. we just turn around anyway? Well, um, I think it's because they want you to jump down in the next room and they could have just locked the door yeah. and maybe collapsing a platform is a bit more thematically interesting than just locking a door. Um But yeah, it's just because I they want like you to this... jump down instead of trying to go back in the next room. But it it turns it into a uh, essentially a QTE um segment and 
doing action QTE scenes are really cool if the player nails it on the first try. But if they don't, and then they have to retry it a few times, uh, like Jedi Fallen Order had this problem where it's just like, you killed the magic. I, I've seen I've seen this too many times in a row to be like, yep, this isn't really this cool as it was a second ago. Uh, and yeah, also the fact that Eason has to trigger the event in a piece of dialogue cutscene, it stops. Uh, the, like if you go into this trying to run quickly, uh, it kills your momentum. You have to restart your run. It doesn't really work. It's kind of a pain i think this really brings to mind that this game is one that it is only good because it was clearly tested so much and there are so many things in here that are like the archaic adventure game style things where like you have to go here to go talk to this person go here to talk to this person but where older games just didn't tell you that stuff. This one is like, we are going to lay these things out in front of you. We're going to, we're going to, if we have to, we will put a giant arrow in front of you telling you exactly where you need to go. <laughs> I'm glad this I haven't one seen that like, again. Right. This one, I'm sure that they went through testing. People got to this area and they were like, I don't know where I'm supposed to go. And they wouldn't jump down. Like you said. So they were like, fine, we're just going to put a thing where you can't go. You can't go back. Because people kept going to this thing, thinking it was a dead end, and then turning around. Stop because this going is where back. We, we come across a a key demon or like a lock demon, and this thing. I love man, him. If you get close to that thing, it's so it's just an eyeball in the in a in a lock. Mm-hmm. If you get close to it, it will whip out its giant tongue and like smack you with its tongue. That's right. Um, yeah, it's it's creepy, but. What we have to do is we basically have to go jump down these little platforms in this, like, cylindrical tunnel area. Um, And, yeah, I I can see now that you bring it up. Like, at the time, I was just like, why why did that fall before? I don't understand. But now (laughs) I can absolutely see too many people being like, I don't know where to go. I turned around and couldn't figure it out. And their, their solution was, well, fine, we'll just get rid of the bridge that you came in on. Stop. Stop turning around, people. 3D Zelda uh, likes don't we, want you to turn around. Yeah. Uh, this is where we meet our first blockhead as well. Okay, yeah, uh, this guy, right? This is a this is a wall yokai. Uh, this is like, I've I've seen this and heard about the Witch this of the Walls? So other games. Uh, no, it's not the Witch of the Walls. <laughs> um, <laughs> we do, we, we're not talking about that. We're BC Space. About that. <laughs> don't tell him what it's from we're just gonna move it's on like, did fine. you did you really like <laughs> did you really d- yeah i did i did i don't even no. know what that is so i'm just gonna keep good it okay moving on all no right. moving on all right um let's talk about so, monkeys no, the block the blockhead is funny because um this is like a, a an actual like japanese uh yokai thing where there's just these spirits of things that block your path it's like their their whole deal is that they block paths. That's it. And they're ticklish. And this guy, yeah, this guy is just sort of like, I do nothing but block paths and no one can stop me except I have a weak point. But you'll never find it. And then if you headbutton, he'll, we'll get this like freeze frame of just being like, here's his, here's yeah. his uh, weak point. It's, it's it'll show you like your, your, your hot spot in NBA jam for like half a second to be like, this is, this is where you drain threes. <laughs> um, 
you do that, and I feel so bad for him. Because <laughs> I don't know about you guys. I just, I thought this guy was so cute. And we just literally obliterate him. He didn't do anything to us except stand in our way. Well, yeah, except for keep the uh, the midway point of the dungeon away from us. Yeah. yeah. We do that. We uh, will eventually find the key, uh, which is like a... Um, it's almost it's it's basically an arrow. Yeah, it's a purification arrow. Yeah, purification mm. arrow. Uh and this is like so creepy looking. What do we do we with back arrows and eyeballs? Yeah. Oh my god, that must be another Japanese thing that like Zelda just really went crazy with. About like shooting it in the like, eyes and stuff. We I I feel like we've mused that before like I feel that, like that if you're has a society that has developed arrows, you probably put them in eyes. So yeah. it's probably just an innate human thing. Yeah. Especially um, if it's just uh, just the eyeball staring out from, like, you know, nothing. Like, that eye needs to stop opening. At yeah, that me. was the original 420 no-scope, which is an arrow to the eye. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, when we get back to this lock as we get closer it knows what we have and it is scared <laughs> it, it, like the animation i love that they do this because like it will start animating before you get to it in yeah. a way to like i'm sure part of it is to signify come closer to me i'm doing something you're gonna want to interact with me in some way yeah but it is like sweating there's sweat pouring off of it of just being like oh no i know what you have and we get close enough and this arrow goes into its eye and it's like tongue comes out of its mouth, but in like a dying fashion. This is like a, you know, like on the level of like Luigi's Mansion expressive uh, uh, characters. He's just mm-hmm. completely losing it. Yeah. Uh, we get up through. We we keep going through here. We eventually find the the pots that are pouring the poison into this water source here. We yeah. get up there, and you can just dest- you can just slash them. Um. I feel it's disappointing, you know? This should have been, like, a mid-boss, right? There should have been, like, some big creature that was doing this. Instead, it was, like, nah. someone just placed some some poison pots. Got <laughs> got them at the local Home Depot. Got some poison <laughs> pots. Just dropped them off here and just let them do their thing. I, I think I kind of was expecting, as soon as we smashed the pots, that, like, some monster was going to show up that was like, oh, you... Destroy my food supply, or you... Ah, yeah. Like... Yeah. No. How about uh, We do that. All the water's good now, and we can... Isun basically says, like, feel free to just jump all the way back to the beginning. Like, you know, we don't take fall damage in this game. (laughs) So, there, you know, when you see... If you can see the floor, just jump. Just go. Uh, And so, that is really, like, the thing to do. I am not feeling the urge to do 100% collectibles on this in this game in mm-hmm. this run. It just it's too uh obscure of like trying to figure out like one what are all the collectibles that you can in, can even get in this game. And then two like how would you even keep track of them? Like there are these like glass beads that we've been finding that they're like collect them all and you look and there's like 30 and it will it'll list them off. It numbers them out. So like you could look up a guide to be like, I need number two. Okay. And it'll you can find a guide to be like, this is where you can find number two. Yeah. 
I don't even think I'm going to do that. I mean, maybe, we'll see. We'll see as we get closer. So, so I think my hesitation about that is, one, if you listen to this podcast at all, you know I hate collecting a bunch of stuff. Um, <laughs> Especially when we get to the end of the season cool. and um, figure out what it was what it was for and be like, yeah, not worth it. And, and two, I, I think we said, like, we're still super early in this game and a ton of stuff has happened. Like, so much stuff has happened. We've met so many characters. Mm-hmm. And if we're just scratching the surface on this game, how many collectibles are there going to be? How much stuff yeah. is there going to be to find? And how, much of that right. st- and how much of that stuff are we going to have to go back to previous air- areas to, f- to find once we have the thing we need? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. what I'm worried about. It, there's going to be a lot. There's going to be a lot. <laughs> uh we go down to the entrance, and now that that poison water's gone, we can swim our way into the the shrine, the man shrine that we saw in the, at the beginning. Mm. Uh, when you go into there, we make our way up, and we do get a new constellation here. And this is the the vine constellation that lets us yeah. uh, hook onto those Post those six second videos flowing <laughs> those those pink floating flowers. Uh, you can connect yourself to them, and they'll whip you up to them, and they're just these floating things. We can also connect hooks, which we have to do when we get to the top of this. You basically have to uh, grab the hooks that are on this lid, mm-hmm. attach them to the floating flowers. That lifts this thing up. We can jump inside of this thing. That takes us in through a hallway. There's a safe spot here. This will take us to the boss. And uh, it was taught to us by our third monkey friend. Right, it was which just adorable. completes the trifecta. Uh, he had symbols. Of yeah. The, is yeah. it the Hanagami? I, this one I should know because I played the... enough Shimagami Tensei that I should know <laughs> this one. Yes, I, Sutagami, the last in the triumvirate of Hanagami, ah, Flora Gods. The triumvirate. So, tri, okay. yes. Sorry. Anyway, uh, we go through all this area. We come across a, a golden shrine which Isun takes his sweet time to explain to us, uh, this is a checkpoint. That's it. Yeah. It's a checkpoint. If you die, you can come back it's to the quick checkpoint. quick save. Uh, we go through there, and this is where we get like our first real boss battle of the game. Um, we get in there, and it's just a funny scene. We, we run through this hallway, and then we get a Looney Tune shot where Amy looks under her feet and realizes there's no more ground. We fall. <laughs> we get another funny butthole shot. Yep. We're, they they love just like lingering on the a little black dot and and on Amy's butt and just being like dog butt. <laughs> well, that's the best. I mean, if if we could have seen Eason's little butt, we would have. Um, there's still time. So we we see this big plant. We run up to there and we see Ume is in there. Ume's asleep inside of this poison plant looking thing. Yeah, poor little guy. Uh, then, uh, we, we see the, the shadowy figure of the, uh, what's the name of the Hiroshi. big baddie? Um, Hiroshi. Uh, yeah, we, we see a shadowy figure of Hiroshi here and they're just like, oh, it's, look at all the heads. Is this, is this Hiroshi? And then. Well, Eason's like hopping not. around on, on the flower itself. Like, look at this. It has all of these features I am now describing. Look at all this stuff. And there's a dog yeah. wearing Goku's gi in here too. <laughs> Goku dog, yeah. And um, but 
but uh Amy sees that like this is this is a bad scene and darts in and grabs Eason before something too bad goes down. Right. Um yeah, we get stopped by the spider queen, which is a horrible looking thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it is it is a very different style than what we're used to with fighting spider bosses in in Zelda games, which spider bosses tend to in those games tend to uh, lean more towards realism. Like they are just sort of like, here's a spider, but maybe we'll put a, a single eyeball on it somewhere. Yeah, or or abstract in like the way the color scheme or or something like that. Um, yeah, this is horror. They are so much. Yeah, <laughs> this is so much more stylish. Where the the butt of the spider is a giant like flower bloom thing. Uh, then we have all the legs coming out with a tiny human shaped face but without eyes or nose and then it's got like uh claws or like horns coming out of the mouth and it looks like <laughs> bloody all around it it's yeah it's terrifying man that is it's it's really japanese horror stuff which we haven't really experienced like we get we get the uh, a few shades different to make it like okay for kids to see it doesn't <laughs> fully traumatize them uh this is where they're actually going like oh yeah this is stuff that will give you nightmares for sure this battle though i mean did you guys have trouble with this i had this battle done in like a minute man so, uh, if i had used a, an item i would have had it had it done in one cycle or something like that, but there was one eyeball hiding behind something and I ran out of time on it and getting that eyeball to show up while I still had ink was annoying. Uh, It took forever, but I, I, he was one hit away for like five minutes, but it was, yeah, I almost had it in the first cycle. This took me a while just because I didn't know what I exactly I was supposed to do to get it to drink from the jar. Um, so everything else I figured out right away, but it took me a few cycles to kill all the eyeballs. And I didn't know if I was supposed to just dodge until it drank from the jar or if I needed to hit it until it drank from the jar. So I don't know what you're talking about drinking from a jar. It puts that thing uh. on its head. Does it? This maybe maybe after this first minute it does. <laughs> I apparently I apparently just like speed ran this thing. Let me okay, let me explain to you what I did. So I get in there, I run around this thing, there's hooks on its back, mm-hmm. I hook its back, I hook two hooks from its butt on the flowers, it opens up, I slash the row of eyeballs mm-hmm. that show up, I do that twice, it's dead. Mm-hmm. Oh, that- I was having problems keeping uh, when when trying to get it to open up again, uh, keeping my ink maintained so that when it fell open and all the eyeballs splayed out, I had enough to slash them. I kept running out and having a regular Amy during that. And yeah, but yeah, basically. So my experience in brief is went into the battle. The thing like jumped around, chased me around a bit. And then it eventually drinks from like this big jar. And then if you slash the jar while it's drinking from it, then it falls and face plants. And then when it's face planted, you can hook the like its oh. butt to the the floating flowers. Oh. <laughs> and then oh. you can just run around and hit all the eyes. Oh. 
Yeah, you could just you could just run faster than it could turn, and you could grab you could hook those up before that. Yeah, I mean, I I got myself I hooked uh, Amy up there up into the sky, and then from that vantage point froze it again. Uh, oftentimes, I would fall. It wouldn't let you stand on the flowers every time, but uh, I could still freeze it while I was in the air, and I had a much better view of of grabbing its butt. Yeah, I didn't notice the flowers until after I had face planted it the first time. So mm-hmm. I assumed that you had to put it in the ground to actually for them to show up. The, the, yeah. Okay. Nope. Huh. <laughs> That's cool. We all do it differently. Yeah. I wonder if they were drinking like poison sake or something. People like to get drunk while they fight in this game. They do. It's important. Uh. So <laughs> it's we tradition. <laughs> It is tradition. In some, in some, uh, in some parts of the game. Uh, we we finish that off. We we bloom the whole thing. Like, it is, it is you know, we're used to the Zelda bosses. They, they collapse to the ground and then explode into just dust, disappear, and then a heart appears, and we get the heart. This one, it just, like it blooms into beautiful flowers. Like immediately it's just sort of like, I am now beauty. <laughs> it's just, it, it, it makes the whole area look really nice. Thanks. Feel better. Cut to a, a number of scrolls that describe what happens here. Now I'm guessing they didn't have time to animate it. Uh, <laughs> everything like it, this seems so out of place from everything else that we've seen mm. that just, it just stops. And then describes these scenes of, Annie walking up and to thus. this like lotus flower. <laughs> yeah, it's the end uh, of uh of the episode of Pokemon or or whatever. It's the and therefore our heroes did the thing where they beat up the spider to flower, and now they're walking through the woods. See you next time. It was really cool. You should have been there. Yeah, here's the poker wrap. <laughs> Uh, they describe the snarling beast, a weapon sealed away by the spider queen. And then it just says you have the weapon. Like, this is the weirdest thing is that they just like stop everything you're doing, cut to this thing, describing a weapon. And then it's just like, yeah, you got it. It's not like we got any kind of real animation with them receiving it or like the spider Mm. queen turning into this thing that we then get. Like, I don't know why we didn't do something like that, but that's it. Uh, we get this new weapon here. Isun cheers us on and is just like, hey, why don't we just like do a victory howl real quick? Let's yes. See how it feels. Isun, I'm on, on board. I'm not often on board with things that Isun says, but with this, yes. Uh, this is where we're going to wrap up. Uh, in the next episode, we are going to go through. There's going to be a lot. Uh, it doesn't sound like a lot, but we have to meet the eight canine warriors. There's going to be five that are real easy, and then three that are a chore. Stick just with to us. Just give you a heads up. Don't worry about it. Just, But it's worth it. It's worth it. It's fun. It's cute. It's exciting. I want to I say we, we sort of poo-pooed the, the wrap-up at the end that they didn't animate, but the drawings are amazing, and I love them. I just want to say, before yes, we get out okay, of this episode, yes, yes. I love yeah, seeing yeah, yeah, these yeah. hand-drawn things uh, for everything. It's not just text on screen. It's great. <laughs> like, you know. But... Uh, meet all eight canine warriors. You just got to meet them. That's all we're doing. Get the things that they might give you. Do all that. Meet back here. We'll talk about it on Chat of the Wild. Oh, Kaden. Okay.